Hey everyone, tuning in. It's Ollie again. Thanks for coming back. Today I'm about to make a big confession, but first I wanted to share this with you. I recently heard this about transparency versus vulnerability. Transparency is sharing what we've already went through, but vulnerability is being willing to share and open up what we're going through right now. And then in doing that, confession creates community. Rebecca Lyons says, when you're alone and vulnerable, you are afraid. But when you're together and vulnerable, you become brave. I'm speaking this today and about to confess something to you, praying that I will be set free finally. But I'm also asking you to be vulnerable so that you can become brave with me. So here we go, guys. All right, I'm about to get real here. Don't worry. But first, I just wanted to say thank you so much for coming back. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you're enjoying what God is putting on my heart. And I hope you'll go back and listen to the other episodes that I've had and just get to know me a little bit more and these struggles that I'm going through. I feel like I'm being very vulnerable and showing you what God is doing in my life in stepping out here in this faith. And I just think there's probably even enough episodes on there that you could probably binge listen at this point and fill some of your time during COVID-19. And let me know what you think. And please, if you are a friend of mine that wants to get on here and talk about something, I am all about it. So here we go. I got something to confess, you guys. I got to get it off my chest and blast it all over my podcast to you, to all those listening, which probably isn't very many at this point, but who knows? Only God does. So I haven't been faithful. I have tried and tried to get this really bad habit. I have replaced it with God's ways and I've confessed it to others, but it just won't go away. Now that I know I have your attention and you're wondering what in the world is going on with my husband and I, and you're asking if we're okay, nope, we aren't. But guess what? Neither are you. I'm sorry if you thought you were staying tuned for just a little lonely confession by myself, but I'm here to tell you, we are all in this mess together. I have cheated, you guys. I made other gods. I ran to other people's opinions and worshiped their approval way too many times to even count anymore. I've chosen other lovers and never even apologized to God for my unfaithfulness. I don't even know how it began. But just like most sin, it seems to have been a slow fade that creeped in over time until now where I can't even hide it anymore. But mark my words, people, I know exactly where it came from. Fear worry, scared, anxiousness, so many words to describe my insecurities, insecurities that keep me awake at night, spinning in my thoughts and doubting my ability in areas that God has called me to. Or maybe they wake me again in the wee hours of the morning, sweating with regrets that, oh no, here I put myself out there again, only to make a fool of myself. I'll be asking myself repeatedly, maybe I heard him wrong. What am I even doing here? Am I on the wrong path? Is any of this even impactful? And around and around I spin in my head. All these insecurities, they show my doubt. Doubt in my talents. In being enough, qualified, equipped, called, and all those other promises that sound so good that God has chosen and given all of us in Christ. I can preach them over to every woman in small group. One-on-one in lunch chats. I can quote them over every youth that may be struggling. And I sure can let my kids know when they are doubting too. You guys, I can even cheer these truths on to my husband as his biggest fan. But for some reason, when it comes to myself, 
the enemy has me mastered. He's got me tricked. He's got me duped into doubting that somehow, somewhere, God must have skipped over me and my special gifting, calling, or great purpose in building his kingdom. But I do have one thing right. I'm not enough. I don't measure up. Not by myself anyway. I know that's really hard to swallow sometimes. But actually, I'm growing okay with it. And here's why. Because if the only thing that's going to keep me faithful to God is knowing that I'm not enough on my own, well, I will take that latte in a venti size, please. But when it comes to choosing to surrender to any other gods, little g gods, I'm as messed up at those trying to worship Baal in the Old Testament. They were willing to sacrifice over and over at the altar something that was fake and it had no power. My little g-gods may not look like a golden calf as in the book of Exodus, but it always tricks me into being shiny on the outside. And you guys, it never ever leads to peace, happiness, and definitely not security on the inside. It took me a long time to figure out who I was worshiping more than true my one true God. It takes a lot of reflecting and noticing these bad patterns that keep coming back in my relationships and my thoughts over and over. Dee Briston's book, describes these root heart issues that leads to outward sin. She has a book called Idolize, and she puts them into three main categories. Number one, control or power or position. Number two, affirmation and approval of others. And number three, comfort and security. These false gods can have many disguises, and as we all know, Satan is the father of lies, and he sure is crafty at making them look like something positive in our lives, like working hard, just being detail-oriented and organized, or even caring about peace in every relationship. But before you know it, bam, something that was meant to be good, you are now chasing harder than God. For me, I confess... I've worshipped people's approval over God. You guys, I could nail it on the forehead immediately and confess it out loud, but just like any other addict, I was only halfway there. Why in the world would I be crazy to be this vulnerable, you ask? Well, number one, you know me. (laughs) I'm just like that. I'm an open book. But here's really why. Because it must go. I want the kind of all of him and none of me that John 3.33. 330 reads as he must become greater and I must become less. And I know that darkness cannot exist when it's exposed to the light. So here I am getting it out in the light in a big way this time. And next, I'm going to keep going in the ways God is asking of me, knowing that I won't gain everyone's approval, but I'm going to have Galatians 1:10 in my heart. And I'm determined to try not to win approval of human beings anymore, but only of God. I'm no longer going to try to please them, but I'm going to be his servant. I'm willing to do anything. He asks me, I may not be brave about it, but I'm still going to go. Scared with imperfect courage. And here's why I think you should too. If fear is the only thing that is keeping you from doing something that God has called you, Two, use your gifts. Please listen. Do it anyways. Obey. 
2 Timothy 1, 7 reads, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and self-discipline. The enemy is the one who feeds us fear, you guys, not God. The message version reads it as, God doesn't want us to be shy with our gifts, but bold and loving and sensible. Fears that can be rooted in the approval of your performance and relationships and doubt that God wants to use little messed up imperfect me. But I've come to realize that if the enemy is working overtime to shut me down, then I must be a threat and heading in the right direction of God's kingdom work. So when God points you to where he wants you to go and he confirms it in scripture, dream big people, go scared, go all in, just show up. Just trust God that he can work through your weaknesses and then give him the glory and expect that Satan's going to come after you because you're doing God's work. Look, I know from getting to know so many people deeply that we all have these little idols. Yours won't look exactly like mine, but I would even take it a bold step further to say that the other two areas on D's list that I haven't really discussed much here, like control and power and comfort and security, that those are also rooted in gaining approval of others. We have all ran to things that make our heart beat faster than Jesus. I'm sure right now in the middle of COVID-19, like me, a lot of your heart idols are probably up in your face, just about as much as my whole family is in each other's space. You may be going through withdrawal for that accomplishment of your performance each day at your job. Maybe you're missing the compliments you get from your face-to-face interactions with people. Maybe you're hanging on to every single word someone says, hoping they will eventually tell you that you actually do measure up. Maybe you just feel really completely out of control in this whole circumstance. Or maybe you're realizing that you found too much comfort in your regular chips and queso dip at your favorite Mexican restaurant. (laughs) Or how about that relationship that you must control so that you have security? I just feel like a positive thing about this season, you guys, is that we do have the opportunity to sort all this out. God has tapped the brakes on our addiction in the fast lane in life. And not so we can replace it with old habits or complacent new habits of complacently binge-watching on Netflix or getting our fix on everything we can fill our time with on the internet and social media. It's not so we can get all stuck up in our head and our thoughts or even something that might even look good, like finding too many projects to keep us so busy that we don't have to think about our junk. But maybe, just maybe, he wants us to reevaluate our schedule and our hearts and thoughts. And like Ephesians 5, 15 says, be very careful then how we live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. But we have to be willing to dig into our hearts and make the most of this opportunity to look for those idols we are cheating on God with. How about you guys? What have you been worshiping lately more than God? Would you be bold today and admit it? Reveal those heart idols and get them in the light. Ephesians 5 says, For you were once in darkness, but now you are in the light. 
live as children in the light have nothing to do with fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. And then once you do, let me or someone who cares about you deeply know so that we can be praying for you and we can have accountability in God's truths. Remember, confession creates community. Just like in the beginning when God said it was not good for man to be alone, he has created us all to be in this together. And again, like Rebecca Lyons says, when you are alone and vulnerable, you are afraid. But when you're together and vulnerable, you become brave. Let's pray. God, please, in Jesus' name, help this to be the day that I am set free from the idol of approval and affirmation from other people. It has gotten in the way of your plans too many times. I know you're still in control over my life and my calling, Lord. But man, I just feel like I am letting you down by caring so much what other people think. I should only care what you think. And for those areas that I might control, for those areas that I might have feel like I have some power, and definitely those areas that I have some bad choices of comfort and unhealthy insecurity in. God, just help me know them, reveal them to all of us. Help all those listening to be willing to be vulnerable today, to have somebody come alongside them, pray with them, point them to your truths, help them confess them, get in them, get into the light with another believer so that they can have community together, so that they can become brave. Lord, I thank you that you are making me brave here. The opposite of fear is brave. And man, oh man, I am trusting you with this. And I am so thankful for what I know you are able to do in me and all those listening. Thank you. In your name we pray, amen. Amen.